Hello and welcome to the Collapse Experiment. Maybe move this mic over a little bit better and uh, have some uh, clear and coherent thoughts going through to the airwaves. This is the Collapse Experiment. Any articles that you listen to here, you want to read for yourself, you can find at the collapseexperiment.com. Original content is also at our Substack, Conspiracy Theory Related. And uh, we also have this show in podcast form. But when I say we, I just mean me. It's just me. <laughs> There's no we here, except me and my, my thoughts. Under my tinfoil hat. Yes, this is the tinfoil hat episode. I already did a censorship special because of some of the stuff I was finding. And lo and behold, after that episode, like three, four more articles come out about regarding censorship. So, uh... I'm going to continue on with that theme because it's definitely something that they are pushing now. Uh, more media is being uh, more media is being affected by this, and uh, we seem to have some assumptions, some guesses now as to what is happening. This latest news is from Summit News, written by jo- Paul Joseph Watson. Ex-U.S. Army PSYOPs expert Fox News fired Carlson to maintain, and this is a quote, so don't get mad when I use the R word here, semi-lobotomized quasi-retarded population. This is from a U.S. Army PSYOPs expert. So um, he may know a thing or two about what the heck is going on over here. A former U.S. Army psychological warfare officer says that Tucker Carlson was fired by Fox News because of the regime's agenda to maintain, and I'm quoting here, a uniform, semi-lobotomized, quasi-retarded population. This is how the Biden administration views their, their voters. They think you're dumb, or they know you're dumb, and they want to keep you dumb and make you dumber. It's as simple as that. They they want you stupid. So, yeah, uh, the remarks are made by U.S. counterterror expert Scott Bennett. Carlson and Fox News parted ways on Monday with speculation still raging as to the specified reason why networks can the highest rated and most popular host. Kind of reminds me of V for Vendetta. Remember the... Uh, talk show host and he made a joke about somebody who was in that position of power and then you know all of a sudden there's a black bag over his head and he's he's disappeared (laughs) uh isn't it weird when fiction becomes reality although the fiction was based on reality so now it's coming full circle right According to Bennett, Carlson poses too much of a threat to the institutional power because he turned Americans into proper researchers and thinkers. Well, uh, I am clearly just making all of this up. I researched nothing. It's all fictitious. Please take me off your list. (laughs) Tucker needed to be silenced because he represented... Too big a threat to the powers and principalities, institutions, and agendas that seek to unenlightened, uninformed, semi-lobotomized, quasi-retarded population that do not question, do not research, do not analyze, but simply digest and follow instructions. I know quite a few of these people, and they call me stupid. They they just have... they. 
They have no idea. They go to their jobs. They make way too much money for what little they do. They think they're entitled. And um, they used to be good people. Used to be. Um, I, I just, I don't know how to think of these people anymore. Because they come at me, they attack me. I don't attack them for supporting the retard that's in office. I, hey, we've already established this is a word that's going to be used in this video, okay? So um, you have this, this cone liquor in office that they support wholeheartedly. They don't question anything. Even when he shits his pants in front of the Pope, they still support this guy, okay? But um, yeah, this guy just nailed it. These are the people that they want in office, and they think they're smart. They think they're educated. They think they do the research. And re in reality, they just go by the experts, you know, the same people that have been wrong for the last how many years now? Well, they're an expert and you're not. Uh, no, some dipshit in an office, some grad student who's making like 10 bucks an hour as, as an intern labeled them an expert to put them on TV for three three-minute blip seriously that's who you're going by okay tucker carlson also exposed the fraud and money laundering racketeering crimes of ftx and the democratic party in ukraine involving the united states government why is it anybody who starts talking about ukraine i don't know is charged with child pornography loses their job at fox Continue on here. This is an ongoing theme. For whatever reason, they are really, really protecting Ukraine here. And I think it's because they know their asses should be in jail. He exposed the U.S. biological labs in Ukraine. Again, Ukraine here. And their connection to the Democrat Party. President Barack Obama, Vice President Biden, Hillary Clinton, George Soros, Bill Gates, and other U.S. government agencies and pharmaceutical companies, Bennett told Sputnik. So, of course, now people are going to, oh, this is a, a, a Russian source, isn't it? Yeah, well, who are you really supposed to trust here? Because they've been lying to us about Ukraine since the first day. Remember the ghost of Kiev? Remember that? Or what was it? Cobra Island, Snake Island, uh, G.I. Joe Island. I, I forget. What, they had that story like, oh, they're all killed afterwards. And then Russia's just like, no, here they are being released. We, what story you talk? Yeah. The ex-host anti-regime rhetoric could no longer be tolerated by the corrupt American media and political establishment, said Bennett, adding that his exit signals the death of American media. True. That, that is true. Uh, fortunately, Tucker recently made a video on Twitter and it got higher ratings, more views. It was only like three minutes than anything on TV at the time. So uh, definitely the dude has a future here. The former U.S. Army PSYOPs officer suggested that Senator Chuck Schumer had threatened to utilize the CIA and the FBI to deploy secret government operations against Tucker to get him off the air unless he was fired. No, they already have operatives at Fox News. They, they recruit operatives in the media. So somebody at Fox News convinced other people while on the payroll of the FBI or the CIA to get rid of Tucker. That's, that's 
I'm just going to say that's a fact. They have operatives in every media source, except for Vice now, because apparently they've just uh, been canceled. I'll get to that in a minute. Schumer previously called for Carlson to be taken off the air after he broadcast footage showing the J6 riot leaders. It was a mostly peaceful protest, you asshats. Uh, Leaders were actually allowed into the Capitol and chaperoned around by authorities. Yeah, the footage that you refused to release to their defense attorneys, which is a clear violation of U.S. law. You're not following the law and you're throwing people in prison. I can think of who really should be in prison right now. As we highlighted earlier, one of the reasons behind Tucker's dismissal is a lawsuit fired by former show producer Abby Grossberg, who claims she was bullied and subjected to sexist and anti-Semitic harassment. However, Grossberg's own lawyer revealed that she has never even met Carlson. Yeah, she worked in an office on the other side of the country because Carlson, I believe, spends most of his time in Florida. Meanwhile, her office was, I'm guessing, New York or possibly Washington. I forget which. So, yeah, she's she's blaming Carlson for the culture in an office that he's never in. I really hope that gets thrown out. I'm tired of these stupid lawsuits. So, yeah, um... (laughs) To continue on with our censorship here, uh, we have, uh, save that one for later, Uh, I already mentioned Vice News Tonight canceled as media downturn accelerates. Good, because Vice has really gone to crap in the last couple years. The downfall of Vice Media Group is a perfect example of the challenges media organizations face that shift focus towards ultra-left-wing ideologies. Despite being worth billions of dollars just several years ago, the company has followed a similar fate as BuzzFeed, again, another crappy organization that used to do legitimate journalism, but no, their, their star reporter dies in a fiery car accident and nobody bothers to investigate at all as to what happened, because they suck. Now undergoing broad restructuring in 2017, Vice Media secured a funding round at $5.7 billion. One of its founders joked about hockey stick growth and a sexy IPO debut. I, I, I think he's, I, I think I know what he's referring to. Yeah. But that never happened. Fast forward to today, top executives told employees in a memo that the popular TV program, if it's so popular, why is it being canceled? Vice News Tonight will be canceled, as well as a number of employees will be fired. Yeah. Uh, In response to the current market conditions and business realities facing VMG, and the broader news and media industry, we are moving forward with some painful but necessary reductions primarily across our news business. Co-CEOs, these people really don't matter, told employees. They didn't specify how many job cuts. All of them. (laughs) Uh, Dixon and the Laquanda. I'm, I'm just, yeah... Lokhandwala, Lokhanda, we're going to stick with Lokhanda, emphasize we are not exiting the news business, but we are changing the shape 
of Vice News to pro position the whole company for long-term opportunities and improve how we deliver important groundbreaking journalism well into the future. You haven't done that in a long time. And I've had to actually correct several of their journalists sending them emails and saying, hey, look, you said this in your article, but uh, that's not true. And then I give a source and I hear nothing back because they, their whole thing, Vice News in particular, when they're pushing out propaganda is to be the source. They don't want to source other things to make their statements true. No, no, no. They're going to say stuff, claim that it's true because they said it. Clutches pearls. <laughs> A person familiar with the upcoming layoffs told CNN that the digital media company plans dozens of cuts to reduce operational costs. So let's see here. Layoffs in 2023. Vice Media Insider. Many local newsrooms across the U.S. BuzzFeed. Paper Magazine. Paper Magazine? Is there a magazine that's just called Paper? Vox Media. Disney. Uh, which includes ABC, ESPN, National Geographic. 538. I'm not familiar with that one. NPR. Good. Good on them. Fan, I, anybody that has uh, colored hair, NPR should get rid of. Fandom. Gannett. Never heard of that. The Washington Post. NBC News. And EW Scripps. So yeah. Uh, they also have the letter in here that was sent out to employees by Vice News. And uh, good riddance. You used to be cool, and then you sold out. You you were the, the punk band of media, and uh, you done screwed that up. Uh, next article. The war on free speech is really a war on the right to criticize the government. That has been true for a long time now. Uh, authored by the Rutherford, Rutherford Institute. Since when have we Americans been expected to bow submissively to authority and speak with awe and reverence to those who represent us? The constitutional theory is that we the people are the sovereigns, the state, and the federal officials only are agents. We who have the final word can speak softly or angrily. We can seek to challenge and annoy as we need not stay docile and quiet. This is Justice William O. Douglas. Absolutely, there is a war on free speech. Uh, to be more accurate, however, the war on free speech is really a war on the right to criticize the government, the same people who are supposed to represent us, but think that they rule over us instead. That's, that's what happened. Although the right to speak out against government wrongdoing is the coincidental freedom every day in this country. Those who dare to speak their truth to the powers that be find themselves censored, silenced, or fired. Or put on fire. <clears throat> Waco. <laughs> Indeed, those who run the government don't take kindly to individuals who speak truth to power. Yeah, uh... Here's, here's my theory on this, and try to prove me wrong. 
But if you have a guy who's out there making up stories, it's all fictitious. He's criticizing the government, saying they did this, this, and this wrong. If it's not true, they wouldn't be worried about it. So when you hear somebody criticizing the government, oh, I don't know, Scott Ritter, the guy who said that there's no weapons of mass destruction in Iraq, and all of a sudden he's disappeared into a prison cell under uh, fictitious charges. Um that's when you know what they're saying is true. Because otherwise they just say, he's, he's a liar, he's obviously crazy, he doesn't know what he's talking about, here's our, our evidence to the contrary. No, 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 that's not what happens. It's, you will believe us regardless of whether you know that it's just a bunk, bunch of bunk BS. That, and that's, that's kind of what happens. In fact, the government has been increasingly intolerant of speech that challenges its power, reveals its corruption, exposes its lies, and encourages the citizenry to push back against the government's many injustices. Yeah, this is nothing new, nor is it unique in any particular presidential administration. For instance, as part of its campaign to eradicate so-called disinformation, yeah, when they use bullshit terms like that, you kind of know it's true. The Biden administration likened those who share false or misleading narratives and conspiracy theories, also known as facts, <laughs> and other forms of mis, dis, and malinformation. Okay, so now they've got all these, really, they... Any any time what's her name comes out into the the White House briefing room, you can just label anything that comes out of her mouth as mis dis or malinformation because you know it's not true. Uh, let's see here, share blah 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 to terrorist. Of course, I gotta throw the word terrorist in there. This government salvo against consumers and spreaders of. Mis, dis, and malinformation widens the net to potentially include anyone who is exposed to ideas that ran counter to the official government narrative. Official. So that's just saying it might not be true, but we're saying it is. In his first few years in office, President Trump declared the media to be the enemy of the people, suggesting that protesting should be illegal and that the NFL players who kneel in protest during the national anthem shouldn't be in the country. It, it's kind of funny because in most other cultures, if you kneel to something, you're being submissive towards it. So I think it's hilarious a black dude was kneeling during the national anthem. It's pretty funny. It's like he, <clears throat> I think if he really wanted to make a statement, he should have just kept his ass in the locker room and just not come out and acknowledged it. That would have been more insulting. But to kneel is almost showing more respect than standing for the national anthem and the flag. To kneel before something, it's, I mean, it was a dumb protest. Either way. <laughs> then again, Trump was not alone in his presidential disregard for the rights of the citizenry, especially as it pertains to the right of the people to criticize those in power. 
they're just going through the different presidents, yada, yada, yada. Here's the history. In 1798, during the presidency of John Adams, Congress passed the Alien and Sedition Acts, which made it a crime to write, print, or utter, or publish any false, scandalous, or malicious statements against the government. Congress or President of the United States. Clearly, the government has been undermining our free speech rights for quite a while now. I wonder if I saw a section on Obama here. Uh... President Obama signed into law the anti-protest legislation that makes it easier for the government to criminalize protest activities. Wow. I'm so glad he's into the civil rights movement. Ten years in prison for protesting anywhere in the vicinity of a Secret Service agent. Well, they're secret. How would you know they're there? Yeah, the Obama administration also waged a war on whistleblowers, which the Washington Post described as the most aggressive I've seen since the Nixon administration, and spied on reporters by monitoring their phone calls. That was reported by Michael Hastings, who's no longer with us. He called it the war on journalists. Let's see here. Ah, good, bad, or ugly, it's all free speech, unless, as defined by the government, it falls into one of the following categories. Obscenity, fighting words, fighting words, Uh, defamation, including libel and slander, uh, bad things to children, perjury, blackmail, incitement to imminent lawless action, rayups. Uh, true threats and solicitations to commit crimes. Okay, the idea of dangerous speech, on the other hand, is particularly authoritarian in nature. Duh. Uh, what it amounts to is speech that the government fears could challenge its <laughs> chokehold on power. I almost said cuckold. <laughs> uh Maybe that's how they feel about people challenging their authority. Like, <laughs> they're sitting in the corner watching. Yeah, okay. Um, they're chokehold on power. The kinds of speech the government considers dangerous enough to red flag and subject to censorship, surveillance, investigation, prosecution, outright elimination include. <clears throat> and these are made-up things. Keep in mind. Uh, we have hate speech. Yep, that's just a made-up term. Bullying speech, another made-up term. Intolerant speech, what the bleep is that? Conspiratorial speech. Well, I guess this channel's getting shut down. Treasonous speech. Okay, I'm I'm not... Clearly, they're just coming up with terms to throw anything into a category. Threatening speech, incendiary speech, inflammatory speech, racial, ra- oh, radical, radicals. Define radical because you could say anything you don't agree with is just radical ideology. Like if it's from another religion, that's a radical theory out there. Uh, Anti government speech. Well, if you'd stop burning people alive. Uh, you you don't exactly have the best track record. Uh, Right-wing speech. Oh, right-wing speech. Left-wing speech. 
Well, I guess you just gonna have to be a centrist or a libertarian. Oh, wait, no, that's been hijacked by the right. So I guess even libertarian speech would be considered right-wing speech, according to these people. Extremist speech, politically incorrect speech, etc. Okay, so they have this long list of stuff that uh, gets you red flagged, and it's basically anything. Conduct your own experiment to the government's tolerance of speech by that challenges its authority and see for yourself. Stand on a street corner or in a courtroom at a city council meeting or at a university campus. Cite some of the rhetoric used by the likes of Thomas Jefferson, Patrick Henry, John Adams, Thomas Paine without referencing them as the authors. He has a point here. And uh, this came up during the uh, Whitmer kidnapping plot uh, trial where one of the defendants is very big on the constitution the founding fathers and he wanted to actually quote some some stuff from the constitution uh, when he was going to make a, a speech uh, a statement before his sentencing and his lawyers were like dude you if you quote the founding fathers the people who who started this country, the ones who created it, right? If you quote them, you're going to feed into the idea that you are a extremist. The same people that made the government what it is today, who gave them that power, that authority, who wrote that piece of paper, if you quote them now, you're an extremist. It doesn't make any sense. Tomatoes, tomatoes. And let's see here. So, yeah, um, that's actually, there's a longer portion to that article, but if you want to check it out for yourself, go to thecollapseexperiment.com. You can find a link there. And, um, well, I've got two more articles I want to cover. So let's get to the Twitter files. And uh, I believe, let's see here. The Disinformation Chronicle is where this is from. WHO stealth edited jab info to help Twitter censor Tucker Carlson. Wow. Who would have thought that would happen? Let's see here. In a revisit to his famed critique of the media manufacturing consent, MIT's Noam Chomsky explained in a 2018 interview that money and elites shape and censor the news, ensuring journalistic complicity in protecting corporations and those in power. <laughs> what? No way. We haven't been talking about that for two episodes now. The myth is that the media are independent, adversarial, courageous, and struggling against power. No. No, they're not. That's that's part of the reason why everything's collapsing. Chomsky said, it's actually true of some, like that one CNN reporter right now who's actually doing real journalism. That guy. Uh, somebody, somebody take a DNA sample. We may have to clone him. <laughs> uh, they're often very fine reporters, correspondents. In fact, the media does a fine job, but within a framework that determines what to discuss and not to discuss. 
much of this framework was exposed in a blistering account by a Columbia Journalism Review investigation that documented years of faulty reporting and journalistic failures in coverage of Trump by the media outlets, including the New York Times and Washington Post. Yeah, the ones where they're like, he got one more scoop of ice cream than everybody else. Of course, the Biden administration would be criticizing him for that. They love their ice cream. Uh, many times in the articles that later won journalism prizes. One of the few Americans to challenge the official framework of acceptable narratives is a controversial and polarizing Fox News TV talking head hated by the mainstream reports for daring to throw darts at liberal pieties. Nonetheless, the majority of reporters have struggled aside, shrugged aside their colleagues' reporting fiascos, and damage done to their own reputations and continue to blame most failures and journalism in journalism on one person. Tucker Carlson. Huh. That is just weird. So it is not surprising that reporters began a week-long celebration this Monday when Fox fired Tucker, but years before Fox canned him, Twitter files show that the Bird Company sought to clip Tucker's wings when he reported that the WHO did not recommend that children get the, the jab. When Tucker's June 2021 report on the WHO's jab recommendations hit Twitter, the WHO stealth-edited their jab page to remove language Tucker cited in his op-ed. The following day, Twitter officials began discussing Tucker's essay and how to limit its impact without calling attention to Tucker and creating political risk for Twitter by directing censoring Fox News. Given that this article's narrative is related to big tech censorship, I want to be mindful that taking action at the URL level could lead to this particular article gaining more traction rather than mitigating the harm emailed one of the Twitter execs. So yeah, uh, they've been, and there's more to this story than just that. Actually, this is quite lengthy. But um, yeah, so this goes to show that for a while now, uh, this stuff has been going on. We've already known that. Um, in more ways than one, they've been wanting to get rid of Tucker. And uh yeah, that's where we're at. This is uh, part of the censorship of the media. Uh, don't forget that it was an NDAA that Obama signed that made it legal for the government to use propaganda against the American people. I'm sure the wording was using propaganda on the American people, but it kind of goes against our ability to think for ourselves when they're pushing agendas. And that also... Uh, just putting that in there means that they're undermining actual real journalism in doing so. So if somebody wants to come out with the facts and it counters the propaganda that the government is putting out, they're going to attack the person who's doing their job. You'd think that as much as they like ice cream, they would protect the dairy industry more. Maybe somebody should point that out to Biden. Yeah, I mean... I'm surprised he didn't go to that milking facility that where like the tens of thousands of cows died in the explosion and like cry on the fence like AOC. I, I, 
I'm just putting that out there. He's probably got his own special cow in the back where they make it from. Uh, two more articles, and this is going to be really quick. And this is not related to censorship. This is just some stuff that's happening. Iran seizes Houston-bound oil tanker in the Gulf. Um, and let's see here. U.S. Navy says, is this the Straits of Hormuz? Uh, the U.S. Navy announced Thursday that Iranian commandos have seized a Marshall Islands-flagged oil tanker in the Gulf of Oman off Iran's coast. The statement emphasized that the seizure happened in international waters. Okay, so Iran is starting some more crap. The U.S. statement identified the ship as the Advantage Suite Susmax crude tanker chartered by Chevron to move product from Kuwait to Houston. The U.S. administration is calling on Iran's government to immediately release the oil tanker, according to Bloomberg. Nobody feels threatened by you, dude. That's the problem. That's why this stuff is happening. And in dumber news, if things just couldn't get any dumber... Biden Energy Secretary, oh, our former governor, I am so sorry, the rest of the country, uh, wants all U.S. military vehicles to be electric by 2030. My first question is, how do you make an electric jet? Anybody, anybody have any ideas? Are we going to go back to like World War One biplanes? Is this what's happening with a, an electric motor? Do you have any idea how much batteries weigh? <sighs> Jennifer Granholm, idiot in chief. Yeah. As if the U.S. military was not already crippled by woke activism at the highest levels of the Department of Defense, the latest news suggests that the nation's military vehicle fleet will be hobbled as well. I, I, uh, this is hurting my head. It's like watching a car crash. Yeah, it's just, it's like watching Michael Hastings die all over again, except it's the entire country. Biden Energy Secretary Jennifer Granholm, a true idiot, a Canadian-born lawyer, with no military background, yep, she's she's qualified, testified Wednesday to the Senate Armed Services Committee that she supported requiring the U.S. military to move to an all-electric vehicle fleet by 2030. I, I, uh... <laughs> That's less than seven years. Yeah, you're going to have Humvees run on electric. Okay. So, yeah, uh, she added, well, she said, blah, blah, blah. And that's just, she also added that I do think that reducing our reliance on the volatility of global traded fossil fuels, where we know that global events such as the war in Ukraine can jack up prices for people back home. It does not contribute to energy security. Do you think you can just create electricity? How do you think electricity is made? You don't want to use nuclear, which means you're probably burning coal. 
which count contradicts everything you're saying about what what I think energy security is achieved when we have homegrown clean energy that is abundant. Are you gonna like transfer like ten thousand windmills with the military? Like, how do you think this is going to run? Camouflage solar panels. Is this a thing? Are you gonna make the whole like? roof of the vehicle a giant solar panel and camo i don't understand what the hell you're thinking clean energy that is abundant like you see in iowa in iowa what what do they have in iowa we think we can be a leader globally in how we have become energy independent what no that hasn't happened. What are you talking about? This woman is absolutely out of her damn mind. I didn't like her back then when she was governor of Michigan. I sure as hell don't like her now. Her assertions rest on a number of fallacies. First, Granholm does not address that the energy would have to come from where the energy would have to come from to power the lithium-based batteries that an EV fleet would rely on. Do you have any idea how heavy these vehicles are? How much energy it would take in order to move these things, which is why primarily a lot of these vehicles run on diesel. It's energy efficient for the weight that you're pushing. It, it, oh my God. Oh, let's look at the comment section for a minute so I can calm down for a bit. No, U.S. is starting the crap because that tanker crashed into an Iranian tanker. Oh, they, oh, they kind of left that out of the article. I wonder where they will. <laughs> I wonder where they will charge them. They'll they'll just build a Walmart and put some charging stations in there <laughs> over in Ukraine. That's what will happen. Generally, green energy options are highly inefficient, and carbon-based fuels are the primary source of electricity for much of the nation. This is the energy secretary spouting this stupid stuff. They seem to think electricity is magic. Yes, that is true. But every time a climate activist charges up their EV, they are most likely using fossil fuels to do it. Because these people are complete morons. Iowa isn't where the giant ball of twine is. No, no, no. The biggest ball of twine in Minnesota. Just like in the uh, Weird Al Yankovic song. Iowa is held up as a golden idol among climate activists for its large windmill farms that produce up to 40% of the state's power, but it takes more energy to produce a windmill than you get from the, life ex the lifespan of the windmill. You literally spend more energy making the windmill than the power that it generates. So I don't know why this is such a, a great feat here. But such systems tend to fail under harsh conditions, are in no way portable, which makes one wonder why Granholm cited Iowa as a reference for justifying military EVs. This is completely, we've already said this word before, retarded. This is retarded thinking right here. The advantage for gas-based vehicles over EVs is obvious. There's no long wait time for recharging, refueling is instant, and access to a large energy producing source is not required. In a war zone, there are few places to plug in your Tesla Humvee. Send 
Grand home to the front lines of Ukraine. Just send her there for like a week. Hopefully she doesn't come back. But send her there and see exactly how she thinks EV vehicles are going to work in a freaking war zone. She has a homework assignment. Go to Ukraine. Go to the front lines. See for yourself how this stupid shit would work. Second, as a side note, gas prices are rising well before the war in Ukraine due to inflation caused by the government, mismanagement, and central bank fiat money creation. Let's stop trying to perpetrate the lie that Russia is somehow responsible for our economic troubles. Yeah, in order to solve the problem, you have to first acknowledge that you have one. And currently, the problem that we have is the freaking people we have in power. Third, a few years ago... The U.S. was a net exporter of crude oil. I've pointed this out before, and for some reason, these peak oil assholes that have their own little websites, and they like to steal articles from my website that I wrote, not give me credit for it, or even offer me any type of monetary pay for the work that I did, even though it's on your website. Yes, you know who you are. Um, yeah, these are the same people that deny the fact that we were a net net exporter of crude oil when we had our fracking boom. We were exporting more than we were using. So we were energy independent during a period of time. And for some reason, people like to uh, not acknowledge that at all. And after Biden's entry into the White House, this advantage suddenly disappeared because he stopped doing new leases on fracking. Uh, the increasing increased production, along with the completion of the Keystone XL pipeline, would have ensured U.S. energy security for many years to come. That was until the government interfered with oil output and Biden blocked Keystone. Thanks. Thanks, old Biden. Uh, he then began selling off U.S. strategic oil reserves, which are getting close to zero now because the people in charge are morons. Yeah, let's see here, blah, 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 in order to artificially manipulate market prices down while depleting military sources during the midterm, midterm election. He timed it so that prices would stay down at the gas pumps during the midterm election. No tampering with election results there. No, no, not trying to influence how you vote. No, no, nothing, nothing illegal to see at all. It's also important to realize that the lithium needed to create the batteries for EVs is primarily mined overseas in countries like China, often with child slave labor. But as long as he gets to visit and sniff their hair, Biden doesn't care. How does switching to EVs reliant on lithium make U.S. energy secure, let alone the military more capable? There's two more paragraphs. I'm not going to bother reading them because I'm already angry enough. I don't even need coffee. I'm ready to go to work. So, yeah, that is uh, the last article I have for today. (sighs) Jennifer Granholm. A name I hope to have never heard again after she was done destroying my state, which you couldn't think could get any worse after the automotive industry left. Um, But no, somehow she managed and now she's destroying the country. (sighs) That is where we're at. This is why this is called the collapse experiment, because obviously we are watching the collapse of our country before our own eyes.
It's thanks to people like this Canadian-born politician that has no business being in office whatsoever or being an energy secretary. She's in charge of nukes. This woman is in charge of nukes. So, uh, yeah. Anyways, let's uh, take a look here at some of the comments before we go. Don't want to miss out on anybody who's uh, wanting to speak their mind. Let's not forget that just just gallons and gallons of lubricant is required for wind turbines. Yes, they still require petroleum-based products. It's stupid. It's horribly stupid. Oh, and they also have to use antifreeze on them, which pollutes the ground below them when they freeze in Texas, like what happened several years ago. And it's not corn oil. <laughs> no, it's not. So anyways, yeah, if you want to know more about energy, you can check out the peak oil episode of Those Conspiracy Guys. I listened to that the other day. It is several hours long, but they they definitely hit on most of the key points of peak oil, how we could be energy independent, where this is all going, and it kind of explains why they have the stupid policies that they're doing now. So anyways, you should check that out if you have more curiosity on peak oil. And want to know more than Jennifer Granholm, which is not hard to do. Uh, Ta-da! Have a great weekend. You as well. And I am out of here. Keep on typing.